0: We are six women. We are wordsmiths.
1: We are magic. We are curious. We are contradictions. We are
0: wanderers.
2: We are people
0: of many names.
2: We are mind trekkers and story weavers.
0: We are adventurous spirits. We continue
2: to
3: grow. We've been baptized in the font of dream and memory. We are partly truth and partly fiction. I am Gail. I am Joanne. I am Margie. I am Katie. I am Marion. I am Mary.
0: We are the Mystic Order of East Alabama Fiction Writers.
2: Welcome to the podcast of the Mystic Order of East Alabama Fiction Writers. Dear listeners, we're so glad to have you back. I am Mystic Joanne. And I am Mystic Katie. And I'm the queen.
3: And I am the nebulous mystic.
2: Yes, but she's not going to give her name mm-hmm. because the queen doesn't give her name.
3: But we're missing
2: two mystics today. Oh, wait, I'm not the
3: queen. I'm Mary.
2: I know you are, but you, the Neither queen you does not queen give her name. Names. So I thought you would not give your name. Oh, I'm sorry, mystic moment, I just saw a lizard as long as my arm jump from Gail's roof over to a tree. Anyway, Ah. (laughs) ADD mystic moment. Ah. Squirrel, squirrel. (laughs) We are (laughs) (laughs) missing two mystics today. We are missing Margie, who is our... She's Our hiking artist. with her daughter. She is. She yeah. is off hiking with her daughter, which is a wonderful, mystical thing to do. And we're missing poor Marion. Mm. Yeah. And she has She's been struck well. down. She is not well. She's been struck down.
0: But she'll be back very, very soon. And we
2: miss them both. So we hope they are happy wherever they are.
0: So I can tell you, Marion's sitting in front of the TV watching English Mysteries. That's where she is. Or mm-hmm.
2: Yes, but she also enjoys um, other Mysteries, like even court tv so oh, yeah. that could Anything be something that has exciting. to do with murder but we, and, exactly yeah. mm-hmm.
3: but we haven't had any good court cases
2: yet coming up there'll be some soon i'm sure
3: i just want to say i know that margie is out taking photographs of wildflowers fungi lichen things like that to, to put, put on, on, on her clothing yes. <laughs> so Wonderful. look forward to all of her hiking adventures showing up on uh, clothing
2: yes 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 well has anyone had a week that was mystic mystic mary what oh, was yeah. your mystic week like
3: my Mystic Week was spent deciding that my little, some of my bits of writing needed a home, and um, so I sent out a bunch of sample columns. And I'm now a columnist for the Auburn Villager. <gasps>
0: Yay! You are. Oh, that's and so I sweet. And I was just about to drop my subscription. You don't have know. saved you have saved them that eight dollars. I have saved the eight dollars. So
3: I don't. I talked to him right before I came here, and um, you know, don't have the details. But when you can find my Writings, But it'll be, it's just nature stuff. It's my personal experiences right. with nature and then some information. And My
0: good friend, Rita Grimsley-Johnson, I asked her what it was like to write a column every week. Mm-hmm. And she said, uh, I said, is it tedious? And she goes, not the first 18. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I'm ahead <laughs> of that. Years <laughs> or columns? <laughs> columns. <laughs> but
2: this is especially sweet because Mystic Mary's dad wrote an, mm-hmm. a column he did. for the Auburn.
1: Well, he Villager? wrote for
2: every paper
3: in town mm-hmm. and he got fired from every paper in town. But, um, was it Because was he was a firebrand. <laughs> Why? Was he a firebrand? He was, a, yeah, he would get political and want to call people's names out. Uh oh, Mary's going to be fired. No shame. <laughs> no. I'm keeping mine on natural history, so you guys have got to help me later with my name, but we won't involve the audience in that unless you want to write in. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Well, really? oh, congratulations. I, was say, I have well over 20 already written, so I'm okay. For the first seventeen. Oh, good! Mm-hmm. All she has to do is
0: teach her class and then
2: write
1: uh, it down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have. I think I you have a hundred eighty source of information. Yeah. Well, Katie, you know,
0: you can speak to that because you write a column.
1: I do a a, <laughs> month, a monthly column, though. So weekly would be a challenge. And that's for your gardening magazine. For my, well, for Alabama Living Magazine, which is the Rural Electric Association's magazine, and it's um, a, a statewide magazine, so it goes across Alabama. They have the. Largest readership of any magazine in the state because everyone who has rural electric power uh-huh. gets a copy of the magazine. Nice, so, yeah. Cool. So it's a it's a it's a great platform. Um, but it, if I had to do it more than once a month, I would not. It would just not be done. Do you <laughs> do so it the day money. before it's due? No, the week though. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and Barion has a column. Yes, yes, that that's right. She's had for mm-hmm.
3: some time. Some well, time. we all probably
0: ought to strive to have a column, except mm-hmm. that I couldn't make it to the first eighteen.
3: Mm-hmm. I don't
2: know. I've you been working be on one to.
0: poem for 2 weeks.
2: <laughs> well, that's, you know, you just have to get a backlog and then come forward. You could
1: be the ad- advice columnist. I sure could. There yeah. we go. <laughs> I, I could fill up the just, entire just newspaper. Wait, you know, get a letter or two and you just respond I
3: just, and you would
0: Yeah, everybody send me your problems. If I there
3: w- are any if there's any publication out there listening the mystics would be happy to run a mystic, right. you know, a Dear Mystics. Mm-hmm. We yes. actually practiced on ourselves for a mm-hmm. while. Gave yeah. gave yeah. ourselves a lot of good advice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, We did. And Still have
2: good advice to give. Mm -hmm. Ask the the Queen. My mystic week was floating down the Coosa River.
0: Oh, Oh. good weather for that. Where did you enter the Coosa River?
2: We entered the Coosa River River at the dam and we got out at. Which is in what town? Um, In Weetumka. It's all in Weetumka. Isn't that
0: dangerous to enter at the dam? Well, below the dam? Well, yeah, dam, you right. don't
2: slide <laughs> down the dam to
0: start. <laughs> <laughs> I figured you and Jimmy, off the top I got, of the figured y'all got afloat float and got up. Both of you are teeny people. You could use the <sighs> I same I was going to say, although <laughs> Jimmy has taken me to the dam slide <laughs> that used to be in Auburn. Oh, I know. And <laughs> I, that is an ugly tree. Yeah. Let me say, though, you know, it's more dangerous to be below the dam if they're about to open it. it well, they, they were Time they were everything. a little open, but surely
2: they would not have done that. But me and two of my brother and a sister and their spouses and a couple of um, nieces and their significant others. And we all got kayaks and came down the Coosa River, beat a horrible thunderstorm by about 10 minutes.
3: Wow. Did you go through a little company there in Wetumpka? Yes, we did. I've done that. And it is a great, it costs about 30 bucks and you don't have to own the kayak. Exactly. And it Mm -hmm. is. And they the put take you in, put you in, and take you yes. out. too. It and they'll have take such you know, a good,
2: and they deal. do have little boats that go up and down. So if when you get they in trouble, you,
0: is there a gin and tonic available? Oh
2: yes, and if
0: fact. you put one in your cooler in your car, <laughs> what, there is. What I want the company to show up. <laughs> in
2: fact, the um, there was we saw s- s- several several young people with these lanyards around their neck and a koozie at the end of the <laughs> when yes. they kept their beer. <laughs> Oh, me. Oh, yes. It was lovely. It was about a three-hour float, but the Coosa River is absolutely beautiful, and there was only one place where I let out an expletive. It was called Moccasin Gap. I know that Mm. gap. You know, that's
3: the river I went down with my dad. Because you saw
0: a moccasin or because you were gapped out?
2: Because (laughs) I thought I was going to be flung up against this huge rock. I thought I had gone left, and the river wanted me to go right.
3: That's Mm. the one I made a six-hour trip out of because I took my dad and he couldn't actually sit up or paddle and I had to literally swim his kayak down the Coosa River and thought I killed him on several occasions, but he survived and so did I.
2: Well, and there, the river was up, because that's why we took, chose that weekend, because they had let out a lot of water. Mm-hmm. But if it was down, I'm sure you had to portage and try to figure your way through the shoals a couple it of was, times. It
3: was, you know, me screaming at Daddy, let go of the kayak, I'll <laughs> see you at the other side. And he'd go <laughs> down backwards and underwater, banging his head on the rocks, and I'd think, he's, he's, a, goner. he's a goner. And he'd pop up like a little cork. So <laughs> it was <laughs> That's it was quite wonderful. something
2: <laughs> Okay sorry ah, Yes,
1: um, Katie What have you been reading of interest? So um, I, uh, Last year So last summer I guess I read a book called The Plot by a writer Called Jean Gene I think I'm pronouncing that cor- correctly Correlates. And it, the, the plot of The Plot was basically that this MFA, um, this Professor who's teaching MFA classes steals a plot from one of his students, and it gets really complicated from there. And I thought it was a fascinating book because it was about writers, and you know, and quite twisted. And it, there are even some places in Alabama or North Georgia that they came to. So I, from the book went through. But anyway, but she has a new book out called The Latecomer, and um, it is about three siblings who were all born of this, um, all IVF, or or. Um, you know, from harvested eggs that were implanted. So they're really oh. the same age, ah. only they're not because they were, they born, were at born at times, different times. And they've oh, spent their entire lives trying to get as far away from one another as they can. But it is fascinating. It is the best thing I've read in I don't know how long. Just, and it's all about the art world in New York City as well as oh. these interesting characters. So I just want to highly recommend The, the Late Comer. The and who was that written by again? Jean Hamp. Hanf- Hanf- H a n f f Correlates. She's written a lot of books, but these are the, the plot and this one are her two most recent. And nice. Jing, J-E-A-N. So anyway, I just can highly recommend it, and it's just it's just. All these great twists and turns. Fascinating. I've yeah. got. I'm finishing up a book, and that might be a good one to go to. There's so many good books out there, so it's hard to pick just one. But this. Is, I know, this is and one the I one that feel. I'm
2: reading, the Queen has given me,
1: so Queen, What was
2: it? Um, it is the Bookshop at Waters End. Uh, hmm.
0: I think I read it, but <laughs> I don't remember it. <laughs>
3: well, well, last what are you night re- What at, are you reading now? Last <laughs>
0: night at book club. Uh, I was pretty sure, uh, you know, I tell Katie I'd read the book. She's in this book club. Yeah. And cause, because I'd read Cloud Cuckoo Land. And we get there and she starts telling us all about the revival of.
1: The, the final revival of Opal and Nev. Opal and Nev. And she's about talking about the plot. And I thought, I don't
0: remember reading that in this story. I was
1: given a synopsis of it and Gail was looking at me like. That's not. That's not even. I don't <laughs> I even know. Was on who you're the talking wrong about. Book. But I
0: think what happened is you said you couldn't decide between those books, and I just put in my mind that that's what we yeah. were reading now, and that's what but I. But you read. didn't read your list because it was on the list. I know I didn't. I just <laughs> knew. I knew it. So that that's what old age so, will do for you.
1: But other people had read it, so I at least was not completely. You know, they were all like, "Yeah, that's that was." the I book, was trying so to
0: I figure I out where this was in the book I read, but. <laughs> anyway, I've uh, often read the wrong mm-hmm. book. Well, I read, um, this week, I read Everything Said is Untrue by Daniel Nayer, And it's a young adult novel. And it's definitely a young adult novel. But uh, it won um, NPR's Best Book of the Year, the New York Times Best Book of the Year. Amazon's Best Book of the Year, Publisher's Weekly Best Book of the Year, and the Wall Street Journal Best Book of the Year. So they don't know it's a young adult novel, I don't think. But what I I, uh, liked about this book, well, many things, but I know nothing about Iran or the Middle East. I don't know why I know nothing about it. Maybe it was, um, well, it was Persia when I was in school, (laughs) (laughs) so that might be part of it. But uh, I know... and. In the simplest terms from an t- 11- or 12-year-old boy, he told about segments of their society in the Middle East and etc. And, I mean, I know a whole lot about the Middle East now, and it isn't called Persia any longer. No.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Tell us the name of it one more time.
0: It's called uh, Everything Sad is Untrue by Daniel Nayer. And there's one little thing I'd like to say about this book to our uh, p- audience out there. And that is um Daniel did not get to say goodbye to his soul friend, Al Shikari. Al uh, Ali Shikari. So if you are out there listening to this podcast, please contact the author of the book, mm. um, which is Everything Sad Is
3: Untrue. Wouldn't that be cool if it like happened? Yeah. Yeah,
0: it would be. <laughs> but you know, when we cast out to our all our fans about if this, that, and the other. Do we ever hear back from
3: I think they send us mystic messages, but they don't yes. usually send them in writing because I'd be and you we know, would love uh, to, pedestrian. to hear from all of you listeners because we although we enjoy talking how, how to you How can other. they get in touch with us though? Well, Facebook is the easiest way, the Mystic Order of East Alabama fiction writers on Facebook. That's our most active social media. We do have a Twitter account, but whoever is in charge of that. <clears throat> Doesn't use it very often <laughs> well, because and she's an it, I,
0: I have, um, you know, some, my loved ones. one loved one is on Twitter. And everything he says on there makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. And most of his friends make absolutely sense.
3: Or no all. sense. Yeah. I have a Twitter account for myself, mostly for my writing stuff. And I love it. I love the writers I connect with on Twitter. I think it's amazing that you can actually connect with the writers, you know, the famous ones and the not-so-famous. And also, it's just fun. But, yeah, for the, for the kids, mm-mm. They have a new language. Yeah. So did we.
0: Don't know what's going on. So, Mary,
3: what have you been reading? Well, I'm on the Grimanti's way and, you know. What? Proust still. I'm oh, you're still on Proust. <laughs> Proust of course, <laughs> yes. And I'm in the third now. and so How um, many are there? Six. And oh, each so of them are about 600 pages. So you're halfway through. Well, I will be when I finish book three. I'm only like on page Is this 100.
0: a labor of love?
3: It's really... Well, it, my mother was obsessed with Marcel Proust and the stories and the books. And so I thought, well, I'm going to read it. I was talking about something one day and she said, you are having a Proustian moment and it turned out I'm having a Proustian life, but I didn't really know what she meant. And <laughs> so <a> long moment <laughs> when I started reading it, I understood what she meant and I'm um, in search of lost time and I am loving it. I know a lot of people have said that it just ruined reading for them because there are some sentences that last for a page and a half, but oh my star, some of the things that he says. And, um, he's, you know, he'd he be talking about, a, um, a bird or a woman or a table and the, Language is just gorgeous, but that's actually not what I was going to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> but wait, but there's wait. more. <laughs> yes.
0: Oh, isn't that the, your opus? No. No. Well, then why would you mention it?
3: Because the word opus is a great work of art. Oh, okay. oh. So I've been walking around in my yard a lot, as we do, and there are so many great works of art in my yard, spun by these enormous spiders. And everybody <gasps> that's listening that lives in the South is shaking their heads, and so. I finally looked them up and learned the difference between the two big giant spiders. So here you go, y'all. Here's your lesson.
0: Isn't that where you award them a um, A mystery? Somebody else
3: is getting a stamp of excellence. This is my opus. I read about them today and they are great works of art. So the yellow black garden spiders are the ones that look like they have zippers. And they're the ones you want to shout the names of your enemies into. Yes. And they're they're nicknamed the riding spiders. And actually, I think I made, I twisted the myth. I think the myth was different. But anyway, you shout things into the... I think you can shout the names of your enemies to them, and, they, and then they'll and take they care write, of them. That's right. They write them in the web, and then yeah. they come get them that night. Mm. So, but the ones we're seeing now are golden orb weavers or banana spiders. Mm. And is this uh, a book you're reading? No, oh, I'm telling this you is about major. the work They're, art. They're on my porch. I will have to clean them off before y'all come. So the <laughs> I
0: thought we were saving the opus corner for books we had read.
3: No, it's opus is a great work. Well, we said Opus. Male. That's our book reading so for the, the week. females are the huge ones that you're seeing, and the little ones are the males. They're not the babies. Right. Every person that's listening to this knows these spiders, so I think you should know what you're looking at. That's all. And they don't eat the males. You'll be happy to know.
2: What happens to them then? Because I
3: saw they the just little... die. Oh, the males only live for like two to three weeks. The females ah. can live over a month. And um, the, if you've heard the stories about the the Shawl that they made a long time ago out of the silk of the spider. Yes. that's from these
1: spiders.
3: It is a tough uh, tape web. Too. Yeah, if
1: you walk through it, it's like being in a it's like Tarzan eight. movie. I you don't, don't get think stuck I've ever there. seen that's these great. spiders.
3: Oh my gosh, girl, yeah, you got to come walk through my yard. Come sit, oh my I sit on my porch. <laughs> yeah, on My front porch too. They yeah. are everywhere. I had I found one in the house the other day. I was like, Are you serious? So anyway, the steel is strong. The, it's the the silk is stronger than steel. And this is the last thing I'll say because Gail doesn't like me talking about this because it's not a book. That's right. But it's an opus because it's a work of art. Um, so the, you're
0: changing our form yeah. to meet no, your needs. No, we're
3: not yep. changing. And if the you quit talking, she can finish and you'll be done with it. It's used in for different medical things and it's used in neurological surgeries because the silk can be attached and help the nerves grow along the piece of silk oh, wow. and it's not detected by the immune system. So just, okay. I knew there were all kinds of reasons why I loved those spiders. But, and now I the love name them again. More. Well, they have a lot of nicknames. Banana spiders, golden orb weavers. Here, I'll tell you their, um, their actual name is uh, Trichinophila clevipes. And clevipes means club foot. And, you know, they have these furry feet, mm-hmm. these furry, chonky things on their feet. And, I, Gail, you're going to have to come over and visit mine. Yeah, they you'll were have to knock come see Count night, on that porch last on me for Trillium time. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> yes,
2: right. Wax wax waxing eloquent and waxing poetic, as Gail would say. I yes. had I don't think it was an orb weaver on my porch, but there was a little spider. Yeah. I blew at it, thinking, you know, just messing with it. It started vibrating
3: so. Quickly. That's how they communicate. They vibrate their abdomens. Okay, he was so quickly. Yes. It looked like
0: two spiders. Yes, they it vibrate. Was
3: fascinating. Wow. They don't actually talk. I've
0: never blown on a spider either.
2: What? That's how I know damn. if they're alive. I you blow on them. You have not em. lived. You have not. <laughs> lived. I
3: got bitten by a spider about three Barely weeks recently, ago. Didn't you? If one of these bites you, it won't bother you. Uh, they do bite their their prey though. Well,
2: now that almost sounded like a stamp of excellence, Mary, but yeah, we'll move on. Yeah, to me on. it did.
0: <laughs> well, Gail, what is your stamp of excellence this oh, week? Because you glad always you have one. I'm glad you mentioned that. My stamp of excellence goes to two streamers. The first one is Dark Winds on AMC, and it's based on a novel by Tony Hillerman. And if you haven't seen it, there's a witch in it that scared me, and I knew it was a TV show. What's it called, Dark? Dark winds. A dark
3: winds. AMC,
0: and it has that. Joe Leaporn is the main character, and his
1: name is Zach McLaren. Zach McLaren. Zach. Oh, was on. You're right. Zahn McLaren. You're um, so right. Yeah. Zon. He's been in everything. Yeah.
0: He's in every show that has Native Americans in it.
1: Oh, that's but, great.
0: And he's a wonderful actor, but he's really good in that. But that's Dark Winds, and the other one. He's also one is, gorgeous. Yeah, he is, and. And buff too. Oh. <laughs> oh yes,
2: and what
1: a cute little smile! We're looking aw. at him on
0: on
2: on I our guess google on our phones. He's
1: on the cover of Cowboys and Indians this month. Oh, which is, is he? A mag- which I is have a, never does taken. Does not that sound mag- like a politically I correct seen that magazine. Spider, and
0: I don't take yeah. Cowboys and Indians. I'm just old, Hello. sheltered. But uh, the other one is called The Old Man, and it stars Jeff Bridges, and oh it's on gosh. Hulu. And he's a former CIA officer living on the grid. Um, off the grid off the grid on On, and off I guess (laughs) he He pops on and off (laughs) off the grid for reasons that will become obvious when you watch the show and it it, these are two of the best streamers on right now how
2: far have you gotten into it I finished them both okay then you know he may not be the old
0: man. and on our airbnb we couldn't get the roku tv not the roku streamer but the tv to work yeah And we wanted to watch The Last Old Man, and so we zapped the guy on the Airbnb (laughs) (laughs) for not having the TV where we could watch The Old Man.
2: I have to agree with Gail. I didn't think about that as being a stamp of excellence, but it is a
1: very good series. is. I've been watching. I'm only part of the way through it. Gail
3: has accused the second generation or whatever they are of making up these words, but I've never heard the word streamer used to... You know, as it's a, my word and a streaming I like it. yeah. TV It's show. my word, okay, and I like it very much. Do you? I do like it. Yeah. I just thought you were picking up the vernacular of the youngsters, but you just made it I don't it up. hang out with those people. <laughs> I thought maybe you saw it on River's Twitter account or something.
0: <laughs> he won't share those things with me.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so,
2: Katie, what is your stamp of excellence? So, it's
1: interesting because I, I totally agree with Gail about both of those t- TV shows, but... Um, Zon McLaren is also in a um, TV show called Reservation Dogs. Oh, yeah. And the and second season's The second out. season's about to, or it may have just come out, but it's about to come out. And it is about four indigenous um, teenagers living in Oklahoma on a reservation and how they are borrowing, begging, stealing, trying to figure out a way to get to the promised land, which in their view is California, to get off the res and go to California. Modern day. So, mm-hmm. and Zon McLaren is the sheriff or the. Police chief, I guess, or sheriff. Anyway, the tribal um, law officer. But he's a goofy one in this one, and a little bit of a mystic too, because he has he sees the various things. So anyway, he's he can see sort of psychic things. But anyway, he was in Longmire too. He was in Longmire and Westworld. He's been in a lot of different things, but he is just really he's amazing. But that show is. Is hilarious, but also, uh, I think, a really great like glimpse into what life is like mm-hmm. yeah. in places that we we have no idea what the experience is like. It's also um, one of... Um, uh, let me make sure I'm placing Ta- Taiki Watiti. Watiti's. Watiti. So Taiki Watiti, who did... What We do in the shadows. He's done Jojo jo Rabbit. Jo jo Rabbit. He's a film and TV producer and star and comedian from New Zealand who I am have a mad crush on. He has a lovely too. wife and great great children, so I'm only doing that vicariously through social media. That's you have that a crush on the lovely wife? No, well, I might if I'd met her, but <laughs> but no, he, he is just funny. But anyway, I just can highly recommend that. And if you have missed the first season, then go back and look at that, yeah. and then pick this up after that. Reservation really Dogs. Reservation yeah.
2: Have you read The Night Watchman?
1: Yes. Because it's yeah, also, I'll I know it.
2: you have, because you gave it to me. Oh. Um, but yeah, that tells you a little bit about Reservation yeah. Life, too, which is, is really sad. L- Louise Erdrich. Lu- mm-hmm. It is. Um, and I didn't realize she was Native American.
0: Yes, partly. Yeah. A German and Native American. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I've totally forgotten what I was going to say about Sorry. this Zahn. Oh, yeah. If you're out there listening to us on where you're big fans, yes. please connect with us on Facebook.
3: And, or yeah. you come to a meeting. Yeah. Well, yeah we uh, have fun mystic y- meetings. Yeah. <laughs> and road trips. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm, I hear my ding, ding, ding. My yeah. phone's dinging away. He's already. Yeah, it's he's already calling. dinging okay, us. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, I have another slightly mystic thing to go. Do y'all know who Michael O'Neill is? He's an Auburn graduate who's um, a TV and movie star. If you if you look him up and look for his picture, he does a lot of character roles. I was in a local barbecue joint last week, and he was in there. And I invited him to my house, and he didn't come. But uh, <laughs> it's the only time in my life I've ever stopped in a celebrity and said, "I love your work. Would you like?" And he's yeah. You know, anyway. So,
0: um, would you like, yeah. to come to would my, you like to come to my house and see my etching? Right.
3: <laughs> Upstairs. Is that what you said? Bring barbecue my to my house.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he was very gracious, though. Uh, I, I don't think I felt like a threat to him. <laughs> <laughs> or a real promise, either. <laughs> yeah, now, uh, tell me his name again. You Michael t- O'Neill.
0: Now, Michael, if you're out there <laughs> listening <laughs> to this podcast, connect with us through
1: Facebook. Yes. And we'll we, all we go to
3: Katie's
0: house for dinner because she's a great cook. She is, yes,
2: <laughs> absolutely. Mary, do you have a stamp of excellence?
3: I do. It goes to the whole team of veterinarians at Moores Mill Animal Clinic. Uh, Doctor Puckett is the he has just he's the golden the golden veterinarian. Our dog Lola has been sick for years and up and down with blood work and trying to figure out what's going on with her. And he finally diagnosed a pretty difficult to diagnose disease. She has uh, atypical Addison's disease, which is Addison's Addison's Addison's, and it's treatable. I mean, we have to watch carefully about the amounts of whatever we give her but we'll find I the right dose. I didn't know a dog could have Addison's disease. They can and hers is a little different than Addison's but um, it, and which makes it much harder to diagnose and um, also it wasn't just him a whole team out there and um, y'all we took her in on a Friday for an ultrasound and they kept her for four hours when the ultrasound showed nothing and did these blood tests and then Saturday morning I get a call from Another veterinarian there saying, you know, here's what we found. She does have atypical Addison's. We've left medicine for, for you on the porch. They weren't even open. Oh, my god, On your porch? On their porch. Oh, So, I mean, it's just been like my whole experience with them is just and incredible. And where are they located? Um, out Moores Mill in Auburn, I ca- you know, out past Grove Hill, but Moores Mill Animal Hospital. They're just fabulous. Fabulous! Mm. Don't anybody else go there because I don't want my veterinarians all tied up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No problem.
0: No problem at all. Know,
1: that, and, and that, I love. We I, could get you a pet Gail if you'd like. <laughs> we,
3: you know, that's not to diss any of the lovely veterinarians that we have had in the past, but he's the one that was able to find what's been plaguing her for years. I've wow. had friends with Edison's. Yeah.
0: It's an autoimmune disease. Mm-hmm. Most, I think all diseases are autoimmune mm-hmm. disease. I don't even of know some
3: why sort, I say that. some sort or another. I it, thought it was a, I don't even know. I mean, her, for Lola, her adrenal glands are not producing. The hormones they are supposed to produce. And so it's, we had a dog with Cushing's, which was the opposite of Addison's. So can you not get a
0: dog that isn't
3: ill? This, those were my only two ills I've ever had. And it's just congenital. I mean, it's not anything. It's not something that they get from something they do. It's
0: just—it's automatic. They're m- born.
3: And our
2: dog Whisperer, she thinks highly of Dr. Puckett too.
3: Yes, she does.
2: So he's—he must be wonderful. That, well, I was—I have a couple of stamps of excellence, and I'm going to just briefly go by one. But the Top Gun movie—I took Jimmy on a date, uh. and we saw the Top Gun movie, and it really was good. I don't usually go for, for, sequels, yeah. but this one they did a wonderful job on. But my big. Stamp of Excellence is the East Alabama or Arts Association of East Alabama Performance Series coming up, and I meant to grab the the brochure. It's sitting on my the passenger seat of my car, but um, they are going to have two acts, if you will, coming from Kiev. One is the mm-hmm. Kiev um, Ballet, and there is I a didn't
0: realize that, and I even read their what. They've changed it, haven't they? Well,
2: you know, we used to spell Kiev K I E V, and it's now K Y V.
3: But they say Kiev on the radio. Yeah, station. they say
2: Kiev. It's K Y I V, I think Kiev. So it may be that you just didn't recognize it, and
0: then no, they have I an read orchestra. No, the first, uh, bit of in the. Er, Early summer, they had their lineup, and I don't think it was in that lineup. Yeah, it
2: was. It was? This is the same one that's been all, the glossy, all along. Big glossy. And then they also have um, the, uh, the, spit it out, Joanne, um, orchestra from U, U, um, Ukraine. you Ukraine. Best against, yeah.
3: They also have coming, mm-hmm. they Ranky Tanky coming, which is fabulous. Yep, which Rizal is a too. lot of fun. Yeah, Mary, so. I there's... I wish I didn't have to take my dogs to the vet, and I could get those season tickets. But the one that is closest
2: to my heart is the performance opening will be Until... Well, We'll Meet Again, which is a play... It's a musical... Written by a local Auburnite Mm -hmm. um, about Henry Stern, who was in a local Opelikian. And so... um, About...
0: the Hagedorns, isn't it?
2: Well, it is about the Hagedorns, but it's more about Henry. It's written about Henry Stern. The Hagedorns were Mr. Hagedorn was his uncle, who talked to him and his family out of Germany before Germany closed to the Jews. I knew the Hagedorns. Yeah, they well, owned
0: a dress store in Opelika. And they, yeah, they were we the were.
2: only place I could buy jeans back in the day.
0: Mm-hmm. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nobody so, else carried jeans.
2: Well. They did. They uh, When I went to, before I went to Europe for the first time, I needed some clothing, and Hagrid was the only place I knew to buy them. The mall didn't exist then. Ah. Yeah.
3: Sears. Oh, Sears. Sears was in the mall.
2: <laughs> no, Sears was there, but... in eh, Montgomery Fair. You could go to Montgomery Fair, but... Roses.
3: That's where I used to go. Yeah. Before the mall. Roses? Roses? Roses.
2: Yeah. So, anyway, y'all go see We'll Meet Again. It's um, written by locals and... It's, it's about a lo It's written by a local and about a local. And Henry was really one of my favorites. He was a hoot. What can I say? He was a hoot.
3: I want to see everything on that glossy list they sent me. Yeah, and well, it's it's a good
2: lineup. It's not probably it's it's got enough diversity to keep everyone yeah. happy. So, um, where have you been and where
1: what have you seen, Katie? So I have missed a podcast or two lately, partly because I've been uh, lucky enough to do some traveling. <laughs> and uh, so, uh, back at the very end of May and first of June, I was able to go to Wyoming to um, oh. a conference called Landscape Literature and Landscape of the Horse. And so we went out. to... Oh, by to the way, we hated you for that. I but know. that's good well, a- Go I've ahead. Heard that. <laughs> I've heard that. I'm glad y'all are allowing me to sit at the table. And <laughs> I'm I'll stewing, and I'll try not to, in, in try not to rub salt into the wound here, but. Um, But anyway, it was at a dude, a guest ranch, but sometimes it's because you're not a dude. (laughs) I'm not a dude, but, you know, there were some nice dudes there, too, and nice dudettes, dudettes, too. Um, But anyway, the two women who run this, Paige Lambert, who's a writer and also a a horsewoman, um, and then Sherry Griffith, and Sherry is just an amazing horsewoman. And so we would spend the day, we'd get up in the morning, and we would go riding near Laramie, Wyoming, across these, you know, vistas. And one day we spent an entire day going up sort of the side of a mountain and having lunch out there on horseback. And then in the afternoon we would talk about riding and things like that. But it was, I had never, um, I grew up riding horses and hadn't been really on a horse for 40 50 years something like that for any length of time i've been on and off horses occasionally but not six days on horseback and it was so amazing and the people at the ranch v bar ranch was they were amazing too but that landscape mm-hmm. that landscape is just so mm-hmm. remarkable and so different from where we live so anyway i just um had a, a lovely so time
0: was it barren with with um oh, cactus
1: not not mm-hmm. some cactus more barren um but with a lot of just low brush and things like that it was not really desert mm-hmm. in the sense that we think of as like the southwest would be in that sort of thing but mountains right behind it yeah. with snow still on them and Colors. Um, Yeah, we Uh. actually, you know, for the first time in my life, I herded a cow, not well, (laughs) but, you know. But luckily, they weren't relying on me to, sur- <laughs> to make that. Did you I have dogs to her? There were some dogs. Yeah, mm-hmm, dogs. I used to own a cow pony. Mm-hmm. And what she
0: was good for was breaking people's arms. Because mm-hmm. just when they were least expecting it, she would. She'd go in the other
1: direction yes. after a cow or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She'd cut.
0: And yep. then they'd fall off and break mm-hmm. their
1: arms. So mm-hmm. Bless them. Yes, my horse was an Appaloosa named Apache. And he was Aww. lovely to me oh, and perfect. very kind to me. Because I'm sure he was thinking, oh, no. Who is this person on my back who does not remember what she's supposed to be doing? So no,
3: they're real keen to um, people with you know all kinds of problems. So Katie, he probably really you know. I think he was here. <laughs> I, think I have he, to rib Katie because I'm so jealous. <laughs> but I'm about in about 15 minutes, I'm going to get over being jealous and be happy for her. Okay. Well, we're happy for Did you her. actually write anything
0: while you were
2: there?
1: We didn't. We had time to write, and we were able to do some writing, but it was not really an intensive writing thing, more of a discussion and an opportunity to talk a lot about the mind of the horse as well as, you know, like this Sherry was is a trainer, and so she would talk about how to train a horse which is really more about understanding what the horse's where the horse's mind is not brutalizing a horse things like that so it was just a really fascinating thing and also made me re- realize how much we ask of these animals mm-hmm. and how much even growing up we rode, we were we were good riders and we were very conscientious but you know we were asking an animal to let us climb on their back and make them go through paces and things like that and it's you know it's asking a lot so it made me yeah. appreciate what, was what these animals have done for us and Mystic
2: how. Mary has written a story that will make you cry. I don't mm-hmm. think you. I don't know if you know were here. They. You weren't here when she read it. Yeah, yeah it's great. So, anyway,
1: that was my travel. It's great.
2: That and my travel is basically the, my Mystic week and that is in Wetumpka. We stayed at a place. We camp when we go and we stayed at a place called Camp Sherry on the Kusa. and So mm-hmm. we were right camp there. On,
0: Sher- Sheriff.
2: Camp Sherry.
0: S-H-E-R-R-Y?
2: S-H-E-R-R-Y-E. Oh. She spells it a little different. On the Kusa, but downtown Tomco was just so, and we had to go downtown to get the kayaks and to eat. And it was so just quaint and old town. And there was, you know, we saw the big fish house and They've um, got a crater.
3: I mean, an impact crater. We'd do. Too. And
2: Jimmy wouldn't go see it.
3: Okay, road trip. I'll yeah, go with well, Margie and trip. I Pick a took day. a road
0: trip to Weetumka.
3: and Invited right. all of you guys. And did didn't you go, go to the
0: crater? We didn't go to the crater, okay, but we did we'll go, go to the. Uh, you know, the there's a couple on I guess House and Garden Channel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We have done. Redid yes, we we mm-hmm. Weetumka downtown. Yeah.
3: Uh, Storefronts
0: and then a couple of houses in town. Didn't
3: y'all kidnap somebody or something? They kidnapped when you, us. Oh, they kidnapped us. Yeah, you us. told about that. If on he a, wasn't you know.
0: eighty-seven, we would have been a little. That's But we got in his big Cadillac and he drove us around town yeah. and showed us. So and we, it was a great trip. And also, George's is there, and I know all of y'all mm-hmm. are big meat eaters mm-hmm. like I am. Uh, but they, George, uh, has the animals on his property and butchers the animals, and they go from literally from fork to hoof hoof to to George's uh, butcher shop there. (laughs) My favorite is his sausage with rosemary and tomato.
2: And Gail has just told you about my Mystic City, so I'm going to go into my Mystic Bite, (laughs) although she's already talked about the myth. Um, But we did eat at... you know this. I think it's hysterical because we were camping, and what do you do when you camp? You sit around the campfire and tell scary stories. Well, we yeah. ate at the Coosa Cleaver in the outlaws. And so I thought it sounded just like, like a, a horror a story. Yes. Yeah. Okay. What Seriously. did you eat? I ate um, a chicken, sa- chicken and greens sandwich oh, with a great. side order of mac and cheese, and mm. it was absolutely delicious. Yum. It was yummy. I just wanted something different. Some of the others got um, for, with a uh, not a BLT, but you know when they make a BLT with a fried green tomatoes Mm -hmm. and it was excellent and and the the remarkable thing about it was our waiter who was tall thin he never there were now there were eight of us keep that in mind there were eight of us he never wrote down a thing yeah and got all of our
0: orders right because he was an idiot savant
2: no i think (laughs) he was probably a savant period. He <laughs> was beautiful. A and I would savant. say that, but you could tell he's very very smart,
3: very very smart. Um, handsome, beautiful waiter. If you're listening to our podcast, yeah. get in touch with us on Facebook. <laughs> we get in touch with us. We'll come <laughs> eat at the restaurant when you're there. And Michael O'Neill, we'll break you I'll with us too. <laughs> you think you think I left without his name? His name is Tyler. Ah. <laughs> okay, we are definitely doing a mystic road trip to Wetumpka. Can we, I, I, you know, we can add We went through two, two. two museums there, both
0: of them extremely interesting. One of them holds the body of the work for... Um, it's Patrick' last name, Alabama artist. I'll think of it in a minute. And the other one was just, you know, they had an old yellow
3: electric chair. I mm-hmm. thought it was oh, yeah, ooh, we like put pictures of big, yeah. big yellow Mama. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was big for your last year's mama. birthday. That was your birthday picture. It Not was. this year, but last year. Uh, mm-hmm. I didn't
0: know that. Yeah. yeah. Well, Gail, you also have a mystic bite. I do. Uh, I went to Asheville to visit the in-laws and the outlaws. And um, I always have my expectations really low when I go there because I'm, the, I'm not part of that family. So I think, I don't know how interesting this is going to be. So it was on my list to go to um, Trader Joe's and the grocery store. That's what I wanted to do in Asheville. And of course, Asheville's a wonderful town. But I got to Ingalls and they had the most gorgeous Cherokee purple tomatoes I've ever seen in my life. Not a blemish on them. It didn't have the weird green top. You know, it was mm-hmm. just Cherokee purple tomatoes. So we bought five pounds of, of them, and we've eaten every single one of Yum. them. And on the in order for um, these people to be fond of me, I took a chocolate cake. And I wanted to tell you all about this chocolate cake. Many, many people have made this chocolate cake, and y'all might have. But it's, it's a chocolate cake mix. I use yellow cake mix. A box of instant pudding a container of sour cream, four eggs, vegetable oil, water, and two cups of chocolate chips. And you can make that. And if you follow the cooking directions, it's the best chocolate cake on earth. Sounds pretty solid. Mm-hmm. It is yes. good. <laughs> the only <laughs> problem with it is getting it out of the pan. So is My, it in
1: a bunt pan or a layer? I put it, what, it a in cake? just
0: uh, an angel food pan. Uh, yeah. But I um, actually cut out for the bottom, some parchment paper mm-hmm. and what and also, oiled and floured the whole thing, so it came out
1: okay. Well, oh no, <laughs>
2: mostly, <Never mind. laughs> mostly. My sister in law, because we had a couple of birthdays on our trip, made that very cake. How mystical! It's, it's so good, isn't it? But she made it in little individual bundt oh, pans, and oh yes, cute. we pigged out. It's <laughs> a good cake,
0: and just to be really, um, you know, bad eating it. No telling how many calories. I made a topping for it that is um, a half a cup of um, chips, uh, chocolate semi chips. Semi sweet semi-sweet sweet. Mm-hmm. chocolate chips, and two tablespoons of lard. Lard. Lard, Crisco lard. Yum. I didn't even know they made Crisco lard. Uh-uh. Oh, yeah. They do. It's great for um, Mexican food. And so <laughs> you just mix that up, and then when it kind of cools, you drip it over the top of this mm-hmm. cake, which... Um, Added to the calorie count, I think it's something like 600 calories per piece per <laughs> inch. Or,
2: or it, <laughs> for, I think for that one that <laughs> is 600 calories per <laughs> teaspoon, <laughs> but so maybe more. All right. Well, that. Thank you, ladies. That was yeah. very interesting. But today our topic is that we're going to read what we write. Since we are writers, every once in a while we'd like to share with you what what we're, what's going on in our heads. And I'm just going to go around the around the circle to my left. So Katie, would you care to start us off with reading?
1: I can. Um, So I'm going to read one that I've not ever even read to the mystics. So, you know, this will be new to all of us, including me, kind of, you know, (laughs) you'd start reading think, Well, I can't remember this, but it's called Shaped Like a Serpent. Ooh,
3: I like it already.
1: Uh, I've often thought that money, not an apple, caused the fall of humankind from Eden. Not that I'm all that religious, but I grew up going to enough church that I am all too familiar with the story of Adam and Eve and the serpent. I, however, have come to believe that the serpent in the tree is a metaphor for money. After all, what is the shape of a dollar sign? For most of my life, serpentine... Okay, <laughs> Mary was making we a got face. it. <laughs> like got oh, okay. Um, for most of my life, money has been the root of much consternation, if not evil. I've never been poor, but I've often struggled. Especially the years I spent as a one-income single mother for three of three children. During those lean years, it was not uncommon to run out of money before the monthly paycheck arrived, and there were more than a few times when I was unsure if I could pay for Christmas. Which is why I made my first and uh, so far only visit to a pawn shop to borrow 500 dollars of christmas money against my paid for mazda protege the grizzled man who ran the pawn shop was missing the little finger on his right hand an absence that always drew my gaze every time he tallied up my weekly payments it gave him a kind of perverse charisma as he punched the stiff numbers of an old-fashioned tabulator with with the right with his right hand his name was mr lee and he was not friendly But I later realized he was kind, at least to me. And the experience of going in every Tuesday to pay just enough to keep my interest from ballooning or my car from being lost was humbling. And great material for short stories. (laughs) Somehow, I scraped enough payments together to pay off my loan in six months. And on the last day of my mandatory visits Uh, to to the pawn shop, Mr. Lee handed me my car title and a few extra dollars change with his four-fingered right hand. And said I don't want to see you back in here it's no way to live I walked out and went straight to a florist where I used the measly change from my last payment to buy a bouquet of sunflowers that then went straight back to the pawn shop when I laid them on the on the counter Mr. Lee raised his right hand to his forehead and rubbed it an act of puzzlement I suppose I doubt that happened to him very often (laughs) Before he could say anything, I blurted out, thank you, and dashed away, never to darken his door again. The spontaneous purchase of of sunflowers for a gnarled pawnbroker is no doubt a prime example of what not to do when you have trouble making ends meet. It's definitely not good budgeting protocol, (laughs) but those few dollars may have been some of the best money I've ever spent, and the least serpent-like as well.
3: Very nice. I'm so glad to hear
0: that. Very nice. It was nice. It was
3: nice. Uh, you know I just always did you just memory. write that Say so the serpents are bad I, it's,
1: it's something I've written for years I've wrote years ago when you know, all this was going on back and um have just revised it over the years so I pulled it out not uh, long we're ago we're
0: we're uh kind audience we're working on our next book and it's about our our lives mm-hmm. stages of our lives that's perfect for which it
1: which was the, exactly why I pulled it out <laughs> it's gonna it's hopefully gonna make it muster to go into the book so yeah yeah so
2: yeah you know i and i hate to ask this but where was that pawn shop because i think
1: i know At him five points in opelika i do know yeah. him
3: <laughs> <I> <laughs> assume, I don't have know you, you
1: represented still... him in a uh... gail you're next to read go ahead yeah. <laughs> you know because they're we'll only... talk about that off air i'd love to know the details <laughs>
0: yeah yeah tell all um because there are four of us, and I was worried, and I don't know why, because, you know, these people are Gabby, <laughs> but I was worried that there wouldn't be enough information for the podcast, because there were only four of us. I brought a poem and a story to read. And I decided now, after uh, listening to all this, that I only need read the poem.
3: <laughs> <laughs> if only we could think of things to talk about. <laughs> so
0: you can hear the story. The story is about... Low Christmas and High Christmas, which is what we celebrated in our family. Save that
1: for our Christmas special. I think I will. Yeah.
0: So instead, I'm going to read the poem because y'all are gabby, gabby, gabby. Yeah. Um. And this poem <coughs> is uh, a memory from my childhood, which will go in our new book. And if you're interested in our new book, look us up on Facebook and contact us. Yeah. We'll definitely <laughs> if, let you know when it comes out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But this is called Mid-Century Man and a Mule Named William. A black man named Bruce and a mule named William traveled in a buckboard down my street on Saturdays. My road is a straight shot to the A.M.P. where they are headed. If Bruce and William are having a traveling slow day, we, the neighboring children, drop by the wagon begging for a ride. Most times, the old man and the mule ignore the congregation. Yet, on a rare occasion, the buttboard comes to a halt. If you gets on, you'd be walking back, states the man Bruce. We clamor aboard in happy acceptance of this contract. It is then Bruce, a singular man, speaks to us in tongues. Mesmerized and enchanted, we become remarkably stilled. This unexplained marvel of language we take in stride. The century now turned. I am old as the man in my memory. In reminiscence, I remain puzzled by the curious verse. Was it rudiments of a lost dialect, a charismatic spiritual? Was Bruce bamboozling the brood for his amusement? While the mystery of the spoken word goes unanswered, I will hold the prose in my keeping as an ancient blessing.
3: So worth the long walk to the A.M.P. Oh,
1: oh nice. that's wonderful.
3: Gosh, you know what? If I had gotten on a, on that a buckboard when I was little, pulled by a mule, I'd still be talking about it nonstop. Mm-hmm. That just sounds like a it was childhood amazing. fantasy. It was amazing. And it, the strange
0: thing now that we see Auburn, Alabama, which is just concrete and buildings, was the paved road stopped up the hill from where I lived? At what is was the Ebenezer Baptist Church, mm-hmm. and so he was literally coming off a dirt road, going down the paved road to the A.M.P. I mean, it was an old time, right? And I don't think nowadays children would be allowed to jump on a buckboard, no matter who yeah. was driving. <laughs> no. It. We did lots Or would they be allowed things. to have a buckboard that's on the street? Right. Right. We did yeah. lots of a things. A mule going, going down the street. Mm-hmm.
3: We a had mule g- named William, you know. too. I mean, that's mm-hmm. just cool yeah. as grits. We
0: had goats and horses in our backyard yeah, pasture, yard. We had an extra yard like you do, Mary. That we kept animals, and occasionally a horse would escape, and the president of the university would call us and tell us to come get our horse. it <laughs> would be <laughs> chomping down on Samford Hall's grass. So it was a different time. <laughs> we well, shared there azaleas.
3: Yeah. <laughs> when we moved into Cary Woods in the year 2000, um, I had a friend that lived on just a street over, and she had a backyard, and she would sometimes trailer her horse into town and keep it in her backyard for a few nights and ride around the neighborhood. But lo and behold... I don't know what kind of people would do this, but some people complained. And, of course, it isn't legal. And so she had to stop doing it. I'm sure if nobody had complained, they wouldn't have said anything. But I don't know. I mean, sometimes I want to say to these people, you want my life? Because, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to go making up problems like Mm -hmm. somebody else putting a horse in their yard for two nights every once in a while. But, you know whatever yeah downstream maybe they
0: didn't have anything better to do exactly.
3: <laughs> well i like your poem gail and yeah too. i like it too very i've nice. read it to y'all before yes. yes well gail even though you've read that too it's like all good poems every time i hear it i hear something different <laughs> yeah. or i hear it in a little bit of a different way
0: this is one of my favorite poems i've written ever very all. nice so um, okay i'll have to go through my poem notebook and Pull out some more for the next time we read. do it
2: because she, I, I enjoy them. They're very good.
0: Thank very you. Very good. Thank you. Thank you, Joanne. Yes. Thank you, girls. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know I've enjoyed editing y'all's work. <laughs> 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 it's, so it's, so,
3: it's, so it, let's see who else has a story. <laughs> yeah. Call them somebody. May, yeah, it's better. Let's hear some more work, yes. Mary. Okay, so mine, of course, came from a prompt from 40 Days and 40 Rights, and the prompt was Witness, and then, you know, you write a story, and it turned out i kept the name of my story, Witness. Okay, here's my story. Today, Joe and I drove past the Wilson property, and my heart sank. There, just in front of the lake, was a sea of red dirt and a circle of tractors. They're clearing the lot and filling the lake. Joe has privy to the details of the development, and he shared them with me. There's going to be stores and houses and a whole mess of things there. His confidant, who sold the property to the developers, told him. She also told him that they used to get calls back in the day from the neighbors because they let the local kids party down at the lake. They paid no mind to the neighbors, but finally stopped letting the kids come because of the liability. I mean, what if one of them broke their arm or something? She said, "Broke their arm." Ha! I was there back in the day, and I'm betting there were plenty of broken arms. We did some hardcore partying at Wilson's Lake. Once, one of the good old boys accidentally drove his car into the lake. He scrambled out of his sinking Chevette, swam to shore, and we all stood and watched that car sink with a big whoosh that sent chills down my arms. (laughs) Wilson's Lake was the scene of my first ever high school party. I went with my friend Dana. We tagged along with my older brother and his friends. Dana and I were in ninth grade, all of 14 years old, and supremely excited to be going to a real high school party. We were thick in the world of lockers, pep rallies, voluntary student council, building the homecoming float, and now this, a party. We pulled up in my brother's old black Baja bug, joining the other cars that surrounded the bonfire like pioneer wagons circling around the camp girls and boys stood around laughing, everyone in flannel shirts and Levi's. I smelled cigarettes and pot and the comforting familiarity of burning wood. Music blasted out of one of the cars, its doors open, our DJ for the night. Can't be around this kind of show no more. Everyone sang along with little feet. Dana and I walked over to the keg and served ourselves heaping servings of foamy beer into red Solo cups. And then we mingled, drifting apart and coming back together in waves. One of the older guys, a senior maybe, started talking to me. He got real close. His name was Danger. At least that's what everybody called him. He was on a football team. I knew his name but pretended not to when he told me. Let's go sit in my car and listen to music, he said. You like Fleetwood Mac? Of course, I said, a given. I owned a copy of Rumors and played it thin on my Sears stereo in the bedroom. I followed Danger to his car and got in. I was scared to death of him, but so excited to be asked to be included in these things real high school kids did. Me, little mousy me. We listened to second-hand news, drank our beer, and then he reached for the glove compartment. There's something in here we need, he said. I froze. Oh no, not a condom. I was not prepared for this. I'd never even kissed anyone other than the neighbor guys I'd played spin the bottle with. Oh, and Jamie, who I kissed the first night of ninth grade under the dogwood trees in my front yard and then tried my hardest to pretend it never happened. Please, oh please, I said to myself, don't let it be a condom. He opened the door of the glove and pulled something out red about the size of a deck of cards and tossed it into my lap. I recognized the gold edges and embossed cover at once. I smiled with nervous relief. It was not a condom at all, but a pocket New Testament with Psalms and Proverbs. Oh,
1: (laughs) stamped with that
3: little Gideon lamp in the corner. They gave those things out everywhere. Gas stations, grocery stores, banks. What next? I wondered, is he going to witness to me? But then he laughed and I laughed and next thing you know, he kissed me. I guess I kissed him back. I I didn't know what I was doing. For the next three songs, Danger and I made out, mostly on first base, with a little clumsy sliding into second over the shirt. When You Can Go Your Own Way came on, it was like a hint from the heavens to stop. Well, should we join the party now, he said. I was both relieved to be done and anxious that I had not lived up to something, feelings which would move in and make themselves at home in my head for the rest of my high school years, as we approached the bonfire, I wondered if everyone would know what we'd been doing and if my lips were going to be chapped. <laughs> <laughs> I soon drifted away from danger and back to my friend Dana. It turned out that while I'd been making out with danger, my friend Dana was doing the same thing with danger's friend Tim. I wonder now if they planned it, a couple of senior boys watching these freshman girls arrive as doe-eyed as a brand new day. No matter, I had my 1st makeout session, and my first party under my belt in one fell swoop, and I was ready to move on to whatever life had to offer me next. And so, it seems, is Wilson's Lake, I think, watching the piles of red dirt recede in the rearview mirror.
1: Wow.
2: Very <laughs> That nice. is Love great. It. I Love do, too. It. Oh, wow. Yes. Well, I
0: like the doe-eyed. <laughs> Doe-eyed day. Doe-eyed is the new morning.
2: Doe-eyed. Well, we have gone from childhood to teenage to young adult.
3: We're going to old age mm-hmm. with mine. <laughs> Joanne's going to tell a future story because she's just as sprightly yeah, and young right. as can yeah. be. Is this how you imagine your old age? I, mm-hmm. Yeah. Y'all. Mm-hmm. Shy. I, I had to confess to the
2: girls at the clerk's office this morning of how old I was. Yeah, and luckily they, they asked because, they asked, I'll put it that way, they said, when I don't walk in there with a suit, they looked at me, and I'm in just street clothes today, and they this is municipal court I'm talking about, and they looked, and I said.
0: You don't wear a suit to municipal court?
2: I do wear a suit oh. to muni- municipal
0: yeah. court, but today I wasn't wearing
2: a suit. I was wearing street clothes, so when I walked in, one of the girls looked at me and said, you look even littler. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Said, oh, well, isn't that what Gail can. said when she met you? She said your voice is a lot taller than you. <laughs> <laughs> like that. Did I say that? Something That's like a great that. Line. <laughs> one of my yeah, it was really cute.
2: <laughs> one of my favorite one of my favorite compliments was from Margie's husband, who I had dealt with over the phone for many many years, and when we finally wound up at a conference together, and I stood up, introduced myself, and said something, he. Um, came over to me shook my hand and said you talk a lot taller
3: Oh, (laughs) maybe I just attributed that to Gail oh well y'all can share it wasn't Gail and Wayne
0: I, I want to say one thing about old age um I went to a family reunion and there were um five of us that were had reached old age And one of the participants, the younger one, said, we've got to take a lot of pictures because, I don't know, some of these people may not be back again. (laughs) That's right. I won the old person prize because everybody (laughs) said, Annie Gale will be back. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I feel so flattered because the rest of them were feeble, I guess. Oh, dear. (laughs) Sprightly and young.
2: Well, I call this muffaletta. Hey, Jonan, John Dro nudged me. Despite being lawyers, we were both sitting behind the bar that railing that separates attorneys and the legal personnel from the onlookers. We were waiting the court to call our cases. The judge just called you, she indicated with her elbow toward the bench. Both her hands were on her cell phone as she continued to text. I looked up from, my, the, from the report that I had been reading. The judge, his court reporter, and the juvenile court clerk were all looking at me. I stood and responded with a respectful, "'Sir?' judge sat on the raised platform three feet above the courtroom floor surrounded by the wooden beadboard that corralled his desk as the judge continued how long do you think your case will take miss camp we may need to reschedule i concentrated on his lips they were moving but i could not make out exactly what he was saying the clerk intervened judge that case should be short it's the montgomery case that will take almost all day "'All right, then. Continue that case until Friday, "'and we'll adjourn until after lunch with your case, Miss Camp.' "'As we filed out of the courtroom, "'the bailiff at the door winked at me. "'Fall asleep,' he smiled. "'Pardon?' he repeated himself. "'No,' I laughed, just deep in, in that DHR report. "'From my mother, my sisters and I inherited a toothy smile, "'a thick head of hair, and hearing loss. "'I would visit my mother in her later years "'in the duplex she purchased after my father died.' Moving out of the big house that her twelve children finally flew, when her ch- twelve children fi- finally all flew the nest. I have, mm-hmm. I have a, a speech problem today. If the television was on, it boomed through the small living and kitchen area. The volume had to be lowered before any conversation could begin. Even in a face-to-face conversation, I noted a concentration on her face as she tried to interpret what I was saying. I would gently prod, Mom. Why don't you get your hearing checks? When she would complain about the new pastor mumbling, I again would prompt, Mom, the advancements they have made in hearing aids are remarkable. After years of such urging, she finally asked, Joanne, what makes you think I want to hear? <laughs> the next fall was my younger, the next to fall was my younger sister Kathy. Although she had little post-secondary education, she had worked her way through the ranks from secretary to officer of the bank. While in charge of a branch, when the higher-ups were off at a conference, a young teller approached her desk, wringing her hands. "'Miss Kathy, what should we do?' "'What should we do about what?' she replied. "'The alarm, Miss Kathy. The alarm is going off.' It appeared that the deficit was tone-based. While I could hear most people, if there was no background noise, I could not make out what Judge was saying without concentration and lip-reading." One day, frustrated during a conference with the other attorneys and the judge, I exclaimed, judge, you and I should be married. He gave me a puzzled look, because I have become completely tone deaf <laughs> to the sound of your voice. <laughs> when the decline began, I could not determine. When my young children were younger, I had the hearing of a greater wax moth. To whispers about forbidden activities in a room down the hallway, I would respond, don't even think it. When my younger son slipped into the pantry and stealthily tried to open a cookie package, I ordered, not before dinner, to which he replied, how do you know? And once when my teen tried to sneak out, I heard the swoosh of the downstairs window opening from the upstairs bedroom and was able to intercept him at the corner of the house. But now genetics and age had taken that ability away and replaced it with tinnitus, the sound of tree frogs and cicadas In the audiologist's sound booth, with an apparatus in my hand, and the instructions of the audiologist in my mind, press the button when you hear a tone. For a long while, all I heard was my symphony of night critters. Then, finally through the muffle, a tiny sound pierced the quiet, then another, but soon they dissolved into my background noise. Then a deeper timbre crescendoed and faded. After a series of sounds hummed in each ear, the audiologist's voice crackled in my headphones with the request to repeat each word after her. Read, pan, food, tire, ring, ditch, red, luck some of the words I understood, some left me guessing. When the testing was done, she smiled, took me to a conference room, explained the test results, and introduced me to the remarkable advancements of hearing aids, advancements that came with their own sticker shock. When the instruments arrived, I wore them religiously but did not let anyone, not even my other hard-of-hearing sisters, know of my new gadgets. The aids tucked neatly behind my ears, hidden by that inherited full head of hair. A nearly invisible tube connected the earpiece with the device. No visible change, but the world had become so loud. The rustle of leaves in the trees, the whine of tires on the road, the hiss of air-conditioning vents... But there was also the whisper of a sister's secret, a called greeting of a friend, and the clarity of an instructor's lesson. Gradually, though, family and co-workers noticed my newfound attention. While the ability to hear clearly again is wonderful, at the end of a long day, as I crawl into bed and remove my hearing aids, the world softens, sounds muffle again, and I relax into a cocoon of quiet. Because sometimes, what makes you think I want to hear?
1: That's Love so that. wonderful. It is wonderful. That's my
0: favorite thing you've written. <laughs> thank it you. really it is Thank good. you. Thank you. And that'll be in the book too. And I'm sorry yes. you're deaf. I know <laughs> it's all right.
2: Like I said, I get to not hear sometimes. Mm. Well, we That's are going fabulous. to close up with our. Has anyone had a mystic moment? And I asked the group specifically, "Have you ever had a mystic moment during your
1: writing?" Katie, I have. You know, I. I have so often heard, especially fiction writers, talk about how uh, they'll start writing something and the characters just take over, mm-hmm. and you know the the book just pours out of them. Well, as a nonfiction writer, I often get in a, in the groove and in the flow, but it's very rare that I have that experience of of the people I've interviewed or things like that just sort of taking over and leading mm-hmm. the story. And many years ago, I overheard someone tell this story about a family from um, this area. Who who were quite the characters, and the gist of the story was that the husband and wife were always having trouble, and he was always finding great ways to win her back. And um, one of the ways that he did it, after she got mad and left him, was to um, put a cassette tape of When a Man Loves a Woman in the church. Sound system. So instead of church music coming out of the steeple on Sunday morning, <laughs> it was Percy Sledge. <laughs> anyway, I loved that story. So I sat down that night that I heard it and the, heard the story was told to me, and I made up this entire short story based on those that that little piece of a story, and the story just wrote itself. And it's still not perfect. And as a non, as a nonfiction writer and not feeling completely confident about my fiction chops. Um, it's not one that I have ever tried to publish, but it's the story that is the de- nearest and dearest to my heart because it was just, it was yeah. mystical. It was when that story mm-hmm. wrote itself. That's I can't good. wait to hear parts of it or whatever you're going to share. You need to bring that back. Mm-hmm. You,
2: you need to I bring it to the story. next Mystic Meeting. Yeah, we'll,
0: <laughs> <laughs> we'll hear that on Wednesday. Okay. Yeah. At yeah. oh. Mystic
2: Meeting. Have you ever yeah. had a Mystic moment? In I writing.
0: have had a Mystic moment, and all of you shared with me. But when you wrote that to us on a text, I had already. Done your done homework. Th- I know. had a mystic moment that did not have to do with writing. So give us both. So I've got. I'm gonna give you both. I'll Good. give you the non-writing one first, and that was um, my brother-in-law set up um, a bird feeder for my sister-in-law, who's who's in a wheelchair and can't do it herself. Uh, that a big bear had knocked over in the winter, getting the bird seed out. So he set this up and. Went and filled her two bird feeders and got it all nice. And we're all sitting there smiling at the bird feeders that they will so enjoy. And here came a big black bear in their backyard and knocked it over. Oh, nice. And sat there and ate this entire two huge bird feeders' worth of seed, ignoring us. And all the neighbors came over and stood on the patio with us to watch the bear eat the bird seed. So that was pretty mystic. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and, uh, and a bear does not look anything like a bird. (laughs) 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 That bear had on a collar, by the way. Oh, Oh, yeah. it was being tracked. Yeah. Uh Hmm. The, when I went to Kings Canyon, um, a bear ran by our car, you know, just kept up with us and. That bear had a collar, and so we said, oh, well, they put that collar on because that's a friendly bear. No, so we bad got bear. To, Yeah. We got <laughs> to the ranger station. She says, no, we put the collars on the ones that are way too familiar, <laughs> and will so, But anyway, my mystic moment for writing um, was, I can't remember if this was our first book, but it was our first book with um, our old publisher. Mm. And Johnny, yes, and it was our opening night, and we, he had only printed 200, and we told him to bring all 200, and he left, you know, all but maybe 50 in the car, and he had to keep running back to his car, and we sold out all 200 books in one night. Yes. That's the way you impress your publisher. Yes. uh, uh, Impress your publisher, but anyway, that was a, certainly a mystic moment it and it was, was. a fun it was. one it was really fun <laughs> i want to repeat it with this other book
2: yes. yes mary what's your mystic writing moment
3: uh, well most of the time when i'm writing i don't know what i'm writing about until i've written it and then it's mystical but i that i couldn't no concrete examples were coming so i'm just gonna, I, i'm going to tell you a mystic moment that i wrote about <laughs> but i'm not going to read it <laughs> but my my grandfather um, The family legend was that my grandfather whistled on the grand old Opry at the grand old Opry under the name the Dixie Mockingbird, and my dad told us that story. Is this true? Apparently, uh, and so I mean I heard it growing up, and so I assumed it was true because my dad told me, and my grandfather worked for a life insurance company, the National Life Insurance Company. I knew that, so. Do y'all remember when the Ken Burns country music series mm-hmm. came out, which was one of the best things I've ever um, seen wonderful. in my entire life? And I, I wrote about it. But I, th- at the end, what really was so exciting was to learn that the Grand Ole Opry was started by the National Life Insurance Company. Huh. And they would line up the acts for the Grand Ole Opry to promote their radio station, which was WSM, We Shield Millions. So as I'm watching the whole series, you know, my talk about Prussian moments, my whole childhood was just coming back to me, you know, remembering the first time I heard the Carter family and all that. And then when they got to that part about the Grand Ole Opry and the tie-in with the National Life Insurance, it was like, it's true. Yeah. My granddaddy <laughs> did. I mean, that yeah. would be the connection. <laughs> yeah. And just the other day on Facebook, I'm scrolling around, and I see somebody say, didn't Bob Mount's dad whistle under the name of the Dixie Mockingbird at the Grand Ole Opry? And I was like, yeah, right about that. Yeah. I wonder, is so there a, a little film out there moment? somewhere if you typed it in? I don't know. No, I've looked for it, and I hadn't found it on the Internet. So, Okay, out there, audience. You can find <laughs> the, uh, for yeah, the, the Dixie, Dixie Mockingbird. Mockingbird. We but would certainly like you to yeah. send it to our Facebook page. But it did make pretty good sense at the time. Mm -hmm. And my dad could whistle out of both sides of his mouth. He was kind of famous for that. And he'd walk up and down the halls of Funchess Hall and you could, everybody knew it was him because he was whistling in stereo he lost the ability to do that, I guess, in his like, late 70s, and we all missed it a lot.
0: Mm.
2: You can oh, whistle wow. in
3: stereo. So part of it came out of his nose?
1: No, on no, both sides of his mouth. in the middle yeah. of his
3: mouth and whistle out of both sides of his mouth. I can't so do he it. You could
1: change the cadence on either side. Or please yeah. switch it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he was I a good pitch. frog
3: whistler and, I mean, yeah, frog caller. He true. did a lot yeah. of I did sounds. <laughs> I can't do it. He did. We're all sitting around trying to whistle out of the of my mouth. <laughs>
0: I sound like the mockingbird. <laughs> It'd be like...
3: Okay. I've that was mystical. Um, Whist-
2: my mystic moment was the first time the mystics used to... We've gotten to writing memoirs, you've heard today, um, but... At the beginning of us, we wrote fiction. And, of course, I started novels. I think I started eight, no. <laughs> <laughs> at least. And so now, in my retirement, I'm trying to go back and finish those novels. And um, I was reading through one, and the mystics will remember. It's about a girl that gets kicked out of her car and runs to the beach. And she lives in this um, house that's abandoned for a while. And it made me cry. And I thought, yeah. shoot, why is she making What is this making me cry? I wrote it. I mean, I know what's yeah, going yeah, to happen to her.
3: Created these lives and you miss them.
2: I do. I do. And, and reading her story and one part of it about her mom made me yeah. cry.
3: So that's one uh, that's We we artist. haven't
0: heard that part of it.
2: Well, and uh, the the young girl, she keeps having. Well, she has some flashbacks. She's messed. She's gotten involved with this really bad dude who literally kicks her out of the car, and she's at her ends. They were going to run away to Florida together, and she um, goes. And she's she's uh, an artist, but because her mother was an artist, and she would, and her mother um, has a brain tumor, and so she goes to visit her in the hospital. And she's a young girl at is the time. Is her mother in Florida
0: as well? No, her mother is Flashback. not. She
2: has run away to Florida. Um, and she, as she's
0: talking to If you tell to, too much, I won't buy it.
2: Then I won't tell any.
0: <laughs> but you <laughs> ask, Gail. Kind of you were the one who asked. No, no, it, it's, <laughs> it's my favorite of all the eight. Anyway,
2: and then the last part where she's talking to her mama and she whispers that she knows her mama's dying, that she, she said, I painted up all the paper. And oh. that made me cry.
3: That's pretty good, Joanne. I yeah. painted up all the paper. Do, um, what does that mean? Do I
2: painted up all the paper. She used all her mother's paper and artwork. Oh. You'll have to read the book. Yes, I will. I'll buy, I'll
0: buy it from you. In fact, do you remember me telling you if you didn't finish the book, I would? And yes, <laughs> yes. And one of these days, I will. I am.
2: I'm going to. What What have we said? So, thank you, dear listeners. We were glad to be with you again. We're glad that you were with us. Please tell all your friends because this is too much fun. Really, come yeah. on. So, ladies, we enjoyed it, and remember to be the moth. Not nah. wait.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're trying to trick. I us wasn't there, gonna fall. I wasn't was, gonna fall for that for I a minute. Fell. Look at Joanne. Uh, <laughs> That devilish
1: <laughs> look in her eye too. I she got it. Leave <laughs> down. The Not the flame, y'all.
2: Oh, yes. <laughs>
3: Be the Be
2: flame. Nah. Not the moth.
3: <laughs> <laughs>